All right. Welcome everyone to this week's episode of Check Your Six. I had to double check which podcast I was doing. Yeah. <laughs> it's been one of those weeks, right? Uh, I am Warlocker Call, once again, joined by my co-host Syntax. How's it going? Pretty good, man. Pretty good. I'm just waiting for uh, Peel to finally start up on Monday. Oh my god. It's been such a drought without Pro League. Like I feel like there's so much missing to being able to talk about. But the good news is we are starting to get more consistent VODs from CRSL. We are starting to get more consistent notes and scores on Battle 5 for CR, uh, CR6. And CEA is keeping their spreadsheets at least up to date, maybe not their website. So we can start pulling things from all of these different leagues and start having some really good conversations as we start being able to compare these teams across leagues and seeing how consistent they are and who they're really up against. Like we get a real opportunity to see these collegiate teams face off against more opponents than ever. So that's really cool. And it, it's definitely going to give us some cool stories to talk about in the future. Yeah, absolutely. Um, but there's no so, replacing pro league. Like absolutely yeah. not. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, so you, I know you cover, I know you got the data for CRSL and, uh, what was it? I, I can't keep with all these acronyms. So CR, <laughs> CR, you got the data for CRSL, CES. Did you get data for CR6? Yes, I got CR6. We got, we now know the eight teams who are four and oh, I can, I wanted to bring up the matchups going into week five, but they're not available yet. So they'll come up on probably Sunday um, is my guess. Um, so we'll have to talk about that later next week and see what matchups came up and all that. But last week it was nice because we actually got to see what the matchups were going into this week. And there was a doozy of a match that I'm happy I got to call out as saying, I was really pulling for this one, but, uh, yeah, so we got the matchups, or we got the results of week four for CR6. So we can now see who is 4-0. I've got a lot of data on the CRSL matchups for this last week and week three. They're in week four currently. So week three can at least start telling who is pulling ahead and who's at least how well these matches are going. And then CEA, I was able to dig into some of their stats, uh, stat spreadsheets, and got their calculations of who they see overall as the number one team as well as I started pulling some some of the data from their invite league just to see who's on that cusp of getting into the invite league next season because as much there's only 16 teams so it's a small sample right but their mm -hmm. open league is like almost the same size as CRS or CR6 so it's a massive league all in itself so there's just a lot of opportunity to see how these different teams really compare against each other, which is mm -hmm. I'm, I'm kind of nerding out on the data side right now and just being able to go, okay, there's so many spreadsheets in my future. It's not even funny. <laughs> I hate spreadsheets. I live in them professionally and I can't get enough of them in my own hobbies. It's kind of, some might border on obsessive so well i don't like i hate spreadsheets but whenever someone i'm, I'm like that person who is ocd with formatting so like whenever someone sends me like a spreadsheet of some sort i don't look at the data first all i'm thinking about is man they could have organized <laughs> this a whole lot better they could have done this this and this and i'm just like bro let me fix this for you i'm, I'm that guy but Oh man, you don't even want to see my spreadsheets. Like I go in and it's like, okay, here's my first thought of a format build it out. Oh, that didn't really work. Oh, I need to templatize this part, templatize this part, this part, this part over and over. And like the coloring is like the last thing that I do, but like I go through probably 20, 30 drafts of the format that I want before I get happy with just how it looks before I even add color or conditional formatting and stuff like that. It's, it's gross. It's gross. You don't, you don't want to see me stream that. <laughs> I just wanted to point out like how much better quality you are on my end. 
with you so you, you recently oh, yeah. installed these this new processor right did you install oh, anything yeah. else besides the new processor it was a new motherboard a new motherboard yeah because you went from intel to AMD, an old or really old intel processor to a new amd yeah one. i was on a sixth generation i5 and i just went up to uh an i9 9900k so it's even unlocked a oh, little bit oh you didn't Oh, I thought you went to AMD for some reason. You went with no, Intel. Yeah, I stayed with Intel just because it's been good to me, basically. It's been easy to maintain and just take care of it and understand. You're using a 9900K? Yeah. I didn't know I didn't know you balled out like that on your process. Oh yeah, I I I I needed a little something. <laughs> but uh yeah, you are you are much much clearer on my end like it just like the quality and usually i can tell whenever you're you know whenever you start streaming you know your voice your picture will skip around a little bit and your voice will skip around and like not match your not match your mouth and but now oh, everything yeah. is crystal clear and it is it's this is great it's so good like I, i'm i see my picture up in discord and i'm like oh oh i look like butter this is so nice <laughs> <laughs> uh before we jump into talking through the one bit of news for pro league i do want to do a shout out for red eye now i tweeted at him as part of a podcast community being like tag someone who who needs to listen to your podcast i'm like okay i'm going to take my shot red eye i um, please listen basically and he tweeted back saying he'll give it a shot he'll listen to our podcast that's i mean just taking his time is pretty cool and asking it and getting such a quick reply and everything made my day hundred percent made my day that is awesome i really hope you listen to this i i hope you're listening to our ugly voices rather than watching our ugly faces um so welcome if you do listen uh so why don't you take us through the reciprocity news in pro league Okay, um, so Team Reciprocity, right? This is this is a huge surprise to me, to be honest, because I thought they were a pretty big organization. Um, I mean, I guess they are, but I guess they weren't making as much money as I thought they were because due to the whole this whole coronavirus, COVID nineteen uh, business, everything kind of being shut down and all that business. Um their team is having to scale back because they're losing a bunch of money and in doing so they had to drop a bunch of teams including the rainbow six team so now um all of the pretty much all of the the team members for reciprocity at the moment are essentially up for up for sale um to another organization which means that they are currently restricted free agents if you don't know what that means it means they're still under contract by law, um, but they can look for other organizations to buy them. And then Eric obviously has to approve that that buy. So, um, Rec, you know, the, the team members will say, hey, pick me up, and they'll be like, okay, and then they'll offer Rex, you know, X amount of money, and then Rec will say, okay, sure, we'll let them go. So that's how that's, how that's going to work. Now, regarding whether or not they're going to play in their upcoming matches this, this coming week, that is up in the air. Um, I don't know what's going to happen. Now, I was informed that, a, you know, according, you know, according to the rules, the players hold the spot in Pro League, not the organization. Now, don't quote me on that, but um, I guess, you know, they could play uh their their pro league matches as like an as like an a looking for organization team um rather than under rex name or they could play under rex name who knows it's all kind of up in the air right now and i had i i tweeted at fox a who's kind of like the the team reciprocity big name player and i'm trying to see if he'll give me an answer on whether or not what's going to happen so um hopefully We'll get an answer soon. If not, then I guess we'll just find out next week. Yeah, and Reciprocity is scheduled to play their matchup on Wednesday. So all of this news kind of coming out 
as far as I saw just earlier today, I didn't see the exact time that it came out. I mean, this is unfortunate, super unfortunate. I mean, these guys are already probably quarantined like the rest of us and trying to figure out what to do in a business sense. Nothing's going to get done this weekend unless someone's got a lead and a connection already. And Monday, they got, I mean, they should be preparing for their matchup. And now someone has to sacrifice their time playing unless they have like a coach who's sticking with them, which the, that staff was also laid off as part of it. So maybe a coach and an analyst can take on the burden of shopping themselves around, but they may not be the right person to do that. And if that falls on one of the players, that's time being taken away from their matchup prep, which is super mm -hmm. unfortunate going into the second half of the pro league season. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I don't know what they're going to do. I really don't. It's not a good spot to be. And I mean, COVID-19 just makes it all the worse. And I mean, it, it's heartbreaking to hear that reciprocity is going through this. Any organization going through this would be heartbreaking. I unfortunately don't see this being the end of it. Um, there's going to be other esports teams that go through something very similar. If this if this duration keeps up, if it, if we're talking two, three more months, there will be some teams that have to do the same thing just because of the cost of operations and the way some of these teams have been organized where they raise money, they, to, they raise money to spend money to grow, and then they end up having to raise more money just to keep themselves operational. They don't have necessarily a business around them that keeps them afloat because um, winning doesn't cut it all the time. It, I mean, unless you're winning the international type deal, it's really hard to keep an organization afloat. Um, so there's this is potentially just the beginning of a lot of change within esports globally across multiple games. But it's sad to see it already impact Rainbow Six. Now, I'll tell you what is a good business decision here. Uh, this would be a very easy and good buy-in for 100 thieves to finally get into the r6 scene i saw a couple people also tweeting that and it's like you're not wrong it i mean they i mean they just i mean it's weird i don't know where 100 thieves is at right now like they obviously didn't buy into the call They're... of duty league so they didn't have like 25 mil just laying around to 100 jump thieves into that. is 100 thieves is doing good they are not they have to be they are not in an uncomfortable position by any means i mean yeah. for god's sakes they were opening random clothes stores yeah the pop-ups you know Those this, this really these pop-up these pop-up clothes stores for the past couple brilliant. of weeks and it's just been they've been raking in money and i i think that was a very good decision on his part um i i think it was lucky i i mean it was a good business decision in general, but he also got really lucky because I think all those sales gave him some good buffer, but some good buffer room while this whole quarantine thing is happening. Yeah, you know, it totally. gives him a little bit of a lot, of, a lot more pocket cash um, to survive this uh, this quarantine. But they've also so. been really, Hundred Thieves has been really astute about getting sponsors and like finding different ways, like having a different sponsor for each room in the compound is insane how they negotiated that i have no idea but that's crazy and i love it i love every bit of it but this is absolutely a game that 100 thieves should be in with how how invested they are in the high competition games like this is just a no-brainer i think uh i think rocket mortgage built their facility for them yeah i think that's yeah. why uh they they have a lot of money right now is because Rocket Mortgage's Rocket Mortgage is taking pretty good care of them. Yeah, uh, as exactly. a sponsor. But aside from our gushing about a hundred thieves, we do have pro league matches coming up. I can't believe we didn't even think about talking about this, but Wednesday, we get Luminosity Gaming versus Evil Geniuses. We get Dark Zero Esports versus Tempo Storm. We get maybe reciprocity versus space station gaming we get united versus team solo mid 
And then that following Monday, March 30th, we'll get, I guess we could talk about that next week, but I'm too excited about pro league matches. So deal with it. Uh, Dark Zero <laughs> Esports versus TSM and Reciprocity again versus Evil Geniuses. So, I mean, LG versus EG should be a decent match. I'm hoping during this downtime, EG has figured out their their sway and figured out how to stand up against some of the teams that are closer to their performance level. I forgot, did EG pick up a fifth after dropping Gotcha? I didn't see anyone else get picked up. Hmm. Liquipedia didn't have anything listed. God, that's that's bright. bright. Yeah. (laughs) Let's get my monitor back a little bit here. Uh, Let's do Evil Geniuses. Uh, let's hit up roster. Oh, they picked up spades. That's who it was. They dropped. Oh, okay. uh, they dropped gotcha, and they picked up spades. So, okay. I think, and honestly, uh, I don't know if we ever talked about that, but I think that was a really good pickup for um, for EG. Spades is a good player, and he's been a challenger league player for the past God knows how long. He's he played for Disrupt Gaming, and he was just an excellent player. Um, and I think that was a very smart decision by EG. So hopefully, yeah. hopefully he kind of turns the team around a little bit as much as he can um, in this next half of Pro League, so they're not at the bottom anymore. But um, so you said EG versus LG. Yeah, I mean that could be a fairly good matchup. Yeah, I, I think it'll be a good matchup um, considering where EG could be versus where lg currently is so now if if spades hasn't had enough time to gel with the team if they're still sorting out any of their core strategies for maps or any of their maps that they should be good on if they're still sorting that out and if he hasn't really gelled and we see more of the eg that we saw at the end of the first half then lg's not going to exactly walk all over them but it'll be a decisive win yeah and then after eg and lg you said it was um dz and tempo storm dz and tempo well i'm not going to um knock tempo by any means but i think we know how that match is going to go yeah (laughs) i say that but there have been bigger upsets before Sure. I mean, in no case can DZ underestimate their opponent. That's just a given going into any match, regardless of whatever teams we're talking about, whatever game we're talking about. You you don't put in the prep or you prioritize prepping for your next game after that more than the people who are right in front of you. It's not going to work in your favor or it's going to be a bloody, ugly match to watch. So, well, yeah. you said that's starting on Wednesday. Did you get the Monday matches? So oh, Monday too far. actually, holy crap! Yeah, so Monday is actually DZ versus EG. That that's going to be a slaughter. This is going to be a good match, not because I think it'll be close, but because it'll it'll really put a gauge on where EG is going to be for this. It, it's going to set their pace for what what how they're going to play this next half of the season, um, because you know playing a a number two team currently right now. Um, it's it's going to put them to the test, put them to the test, and it's really going to test whether or not this new fifth is up to the challenge or not. Um, then we have on the same day, team reciprocity. Well, team could be reciprocity uh, versus TSM. If that happens, it'll be a good match. But currently, I think it's just going to be a forfeit. Um. That's my that's my prediction. I think that I think these are just going to be forfeit matches. I don't know if they're actually going to play out the rest of the season. I, it doesn't seem likely, you know. Um, while it is definitely possible, it doesn't seem very plausible. So, um, LG versus Tempo. So those are the two bottom teams. I think playing each other. Um, that is honestly going to be a coin toss. I, I really could not tell you how that's going to go. 
both teams are about the same skill level. Um, especially LG might actually be a little bit lackluster now that Slash has gone. Um, poor Slash. This guy, it, <laughs> you know, he was on Rogue. Rogue disbanded. And then LG picked him up. And I'm not I'm not knocking LG, but it was kind of a bottom of the barrel pick for uh, a veteran player like uh, Slash. I mean, it, it was a good it was a good way to get back into pro league, but I don't think he was very happy there. But he did pull their team out of the gutter a little bit. Um, he really popped off for the first half of the season, um, but then he left for Team Reciprocity. Um, oh, like, like very recently too, like extremely recently, um, like three weeks ago, I think. Um, and now team reciprocity is put up for sale because they can't afford to, to keep their team. So poor guy. All right. I, I feel it bad was, for him. Uh, March 1st. Yeah. Like I said, like three weeks ago. So, <laughs> uh, Yikes. yeah um yeah and then vertical they just picked up vertical as well he's getting dropped all the guys from 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 prior rogue are kind of getting thrown around right now poor guys but anyways uh and the last match on monday is going to be e united versus space station now e united for those who don't know um who are tuning in and didn't listen to our first half of the season United is a new team, a new pro league team. Um, they were um, they're the old Obey team and some DG people. So it's kind of a mix of some DG guys and Obey, if I remember correctly. Right? Am I? Am I? Yeah, you're right. Okay. Yeah. And they and uh, an organization called United picked them up. So they are new to pro league. Um. This organization is anyway, and uh, like half the players, but uh, versus Space Station Gaming, um, who is currently the, they may not be number one in NA Pro League, but they are currently the NA powerhouse for winning uh, Six Invitational. So that is going to be a very tough match for United. Um, I really want them to do good. I, I want to see them do good against Space Station because um, I see a lot of potential at United and a lot of the players on it, like Yeti. Yeti's a really good player. Um, and then on United, uh, Alfama. He's a French. He's a French player. Um, they got brought over from EU to play on NA. He's a really good player. Um, and then what is it? They have uh, Reed. Reed's really good. And they also just picked up um, TSM's last interim coach, Bagel. So Bagel is now coaching for EU. Um, so we'll we'll see how they do. I'm, I'm really excited to see um, like what their new potential is like. And yeah. then on coming on Wednesday is all the matches we pre we previously mentioned: LG versus EG, DZ versus Tempo. Uh, reciprocity versus space station eu versus uh, tsm and then on the next monday it'll be dz versus tsm so i'm really curious to see if tsm is able to keep their top spot in NA right now i have to say or after if... oh go ahead no um TS, TSM, I think, is going to get some free points on Monday if TSM, if reciprocity forfeits uh, by default. So, and then uh, DZ, uh, I think, is going to get some free points against Tempo on Wednesday. Yep. So, they'll both get three points. And then TSM is playing EU which could potentially be another three points for TSM. And then they play each other. So potentially, um, TSM could be going into their match against DZ up three points. They had a three-point advantage. So if even if DZ wins, they'll be tied for first. But if they lose, 
if DZ loses, then TSM will be up six points, and that that puts a pretty solid, uh, pretty solid lead in between them. So we'll see how it goes. Yeah, yeah. I have to say, after Space Station won the Invitational, I'm like, okay, it's TSM's turn. Like, Space Station is going to be really good in the second half, and I hope that they haven't lit up. Uh, after that move, after winning the uh, Invitational. I think that this is that next challenge for them. Keep the motivation going. Keep that spirit alive. Keep challenging themselves because that by no means was it an easy win in the grand finals or the semifinals. It was hard fought the entire time. So there was still definitely room for improvement. They showed the world that they could beat the best teams, but there was just some parts where they definitely still hit a sour note. So I, as much as I'm like, okay, I want to see SSG improve. I was also just really blown away at how well TSM did and just how well represented NA was at the Invitational. And I just want to see that caliber of play represented even more so in the second half of the pro league. And I'm still, I will never let everyone that doubted me let, let live this down last season after pro league ended i said tsm is going to come in next season swinging hard and was like no no tsm you know they had kind of you know, they had a good end of the season but they're not they're nothing special i don't think they're going to go you know much of anywhere i said you're wrong they were they ended strong for a reason because they finally got their groove in and they got their flow and they're going to come in swinging and no one believed me like literally no one um, and now look where we are. TSM's number one in NA, so. <sighs> With a, without a single loss, they drew once. Seven matches, mm -hmm. and they only drew once and won the rest. Just, I mean, they have a round differential of 23, which is almost double DZ. And, I mean, DZ mm -hmm. in that first half had a real question mark around them on whether or not they could win handedly. Because a lot of their early matches were like won by a round, basically, or won by a couple rounds. And they were just barely stringing together these wins. And so there was a lot of question of were they actually a great team or were they just an okay team who were executing when it counted? Um, so that was kind of answered near the end of that second half and even into the uh, invitation. Yeah, the invitational. Um, so, I mean, they performed really well, but they have probably the most room to improve out of TSM, SSG, and DZ. Mm -hmm. I agree. All right. Well, that's Pro League. Hey, we had stuff to talk about. I'm excited. Yeah, that's fun. I love to, I miss talking about Pro League. This, this whole exactly. two-month hiatus has been kind of rough. Shall we do collegiate? Go for it. All right, so what we had, the one matchup I got to see in the CEA Invitational League was George Mason versus, did I not write down the other team's name? I didn't write down the other team's name. Go me. You had one job, Joe. I had one, one job. job. Well, I will say George Mason just dominated on coastline. They took it seven to two with one of their players, Turtle, ending the map with an ace. So if there's a way that you can put a stamp on a map and just say, and make the losing map one feel even worse, it's ending it with an ace to go into your second map in a best of three <laughs> when it was your opponent's map as well. So yikes. And it was a closer matchup on map two. George Mason still went on to win seven to five three of their members were popping off with a more with 12 or more frags uh which it was just a devastating thing to do and and for a cea a clean win gets you two uh three points so two wins gets you um three points and i actually pulled up how they do their scoring because i wanted to talk through that this time because i know that's been a question the last couple of weeks <laughs> so the way it works is they do two maps. That's not even a best of three. They do two maps. If you win both maps, it's three points. If you win one map and you draw one map, 
it's two points. Two map draws is one point. One win and one loss is uh, one point. A draw and a loss is zero points, and two map losses are zero points. So there's two opportunities to score two points, one opportunity for two, and one opportunity for three points. So I kind of like how that plays out, especially if you're not going to play a full best of three. Yeah. So that was that question, but uh, that answers that question. So I just wanted to point that out and talk about that matchup. George Mason really did a fine job on that map. They they executed their entries really well. They executed the objective play, and they managed their time really, really well. So it's a team I want to cross-check and see if they are in CR6 or even in uh, if they're in one of the qualifiers for CRSL and just see how they did. Because this is one of the invitational teams, like I mentioned, for CEA. So there's only 16 of these teams. And it was, just, it was interesting to see a team go so well when I hadn't actually been able to see them play before. Uh, going on to now uh, one thing I wanted to point out was I was CEA is a small sample of their invite league just kind of like CRSL so I dipped my toe into their open division their open league where everyone who wasn't L, everyone else who wasn't invited they can still register and play and they play into um, believe it's 36 other teams so there's just a huge sample of teams who are also playing in this league as well not to the size as cr6 as i thought it was but it's still a good size tournament to be playing through so i went through and i pulled out the top 10 teams who are in that open division and there's a lot of familiar names so i let me know how, what you think of this list syntax number one york university sitting at seven and zero. Simon Fraser sitting at six and one. California State uh, Long Beach, so CSU LB, uh, sitting at six wins, one partial win. And then. One partial win? Yeah, so that means they won one map and uh, drew the second. Or they either won one map and lost it, or lost the second map, or they won one map and drew. If it's a best of three, you'd think there wouldn't be any draws. Well, it's not a best of three. They only play two maps. And you can draw on either map? Yep. You can draw on both. That doesn't seem that doesn't seem right to me. I don't It's weird. It's certainly a weird scoring mechanic. And I'm I, I don't know how much I like it, but I do like that the, it does give credit to the draws, but it also puts more of an emphasis on winning. Yeah, I guess so, but that's that is yeah. an odd way to do things. I agree. It's odd. It, it's quirky. It works for CEA, and I, I'm 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 kind of digging the the change just just to differentiate itself from some of the other leagues. But so moving on. So f number four, CSS Colorado Boulder Black. So they're there. Uh, FIU is there. Miami University tied for six texas tech university southern arkansas that's a new team uh, i hadn't seen anywhere else but they're sitting at number eight number nine grand canyon university 10 uh university of alabama huntsville uh but better known as charger blue they have been winning a large number of their matchups across their other games in fact one of their matchups this from week three in CRSL was their team. So I get to talk about that matchup coming up in just a second. So, I mean, that, that's those are teams that you see in CRSL, in CRSL, CR6, and those are all really strong teams. So to see them consistently representing themselves even in the open division, it means that they are playing to win. They are looking forward to that next invitational opportunity to go into the invite league which is i mean i love seeing 10 hungry teams ready to fight over one or two spots in a 16 league invitational 
Jesus, I wish I had something to throw at my cat. Not because <laughs> I am a, an animal abuser, but because... See that big old thing back there? I don't know if you can hear that. Can you hear it? I can't hear it. She's snoring louder than any human I've ever met in my life. <laughs> this cat snores so freaking loud. That's hilarious. I wish I could hear it. <laughs> oh, you're going to try and rig your mic to go record? No, I don't do it. You don't hear it? Oh, well, that's okay. It's loud. Uh, I'll tell you what. You'll just have to record with your phone and send a, sam send a sample. <laughs> well, I love that you can hear it and I can't and you're just losing your mind now. That's all you can hear. Uh, that's all I got for uh, CEA. They haven't updated their standings on their website yet um, for this week. So it's a lot of the same information that we saw last week. So we're going to move on. Uh, in the CR6 world, last week I called out the match of University of Akron versus Mississippi State University. One, because Akron, again, the Triple Crown league winner from last season and msu champs. holds reigning champs essentially right and msu holds a special place in my heart they were my first e uh, collegiate esports podcast interviewees so seeing them jump into r6 and seeing them having success cr6 uh, leading up into this week they were ranked third overall and so that was exciting to see them performing so well and so I, I, I honestly, like my heart said MSU, but my head is like all Akron all the time just because how dominant they've been. And it was an all out nail biter. I'm going to link the VOD because they actually recorded a match and it was incredible to watch this. Uh, I want to spoil, I'm, I'm going to spoil it, but I still encourage anyone to go back and watch because map one on bank went the entire overtime distance with MSU pulling it out eight to seven. It was an incredible map to watch. I mean, these are two very, very talented teams who know exactly what they're doing and they were on the same page. Their teams, like if there were mistakes, I couldn't tell. It was like, there were probably very minor mistakes, but obvious to someone who's really in the competitive scene. But to me, it just looked like, the, the frag out ability was just people were just hitting their shots faster than someone else and it kind of alternated back and forth on who was hitting their shots so it was great to watch that uh map two only was uh, was only eight rounds akron just showing who's who on villa and taking it seven to one it was just devastating akron outfragged them 37 to 22 and with that kind of disparity, there's just no way you're going to win. With a team like to 22, so they had a total of 37 kills, and the other team had a total of 22 kills. Yeah. Okay. And so, like a team against Akron, you're just not going to pull yourself out of that. There's just no way. You know, and that's I, in eight uh, rounds. Looking at a stat like, uh, like that, like you know, total frags versus total frags on each team. I think that's kind of an, a very inaccurate way to say like how good a team is doing because a lot of times like a team can get a lot of frags and still get decimated. It's it's about the it's about the impact frags, the meaningful kills in a game, and especially in Rainbow Six. You know, I think if if it was any other game, that that stat would make total sense. But in a game like Rainbow Six um impact frags um are very very important um and you know even though a team that team may have had only 22 kills those 22 kills could have been incredibly important and and you know and won them a bunch of rounds so i will say like i absolutely agree fragging out is just one part of r6 and you're missing out. it's probably a third of the overall secret sauce that makes you a good CR6 team mm -hmm. or good R6 team but when you have that disparity 
of 15 frags in only eight rounds like out of a possible 40 frags they hit 37 of them like to me that just says they knew the map better and they knew exactly how to play that map better like mm-hmm. they knew the right choke points they knew how to counter any strategies that might have been implemented like they knew defense and offense hands down i I forget who played what first but like to go seven and one you just crushed your opponents Mm -hmm. and coastline is a very tricky map too um you know it was whoever's played it but uh coastline is very it's very attacker sided it was villa it was villa oh okay i thought we're coastline villa villa is the same way Villa is also very tricky um, because it's very Villa on the other. It's on the other side of the coin. Villa is very defensive, defensively sided. Um, a lot of people may not think so, but it is very defensively sided if you know how to play it right. And um, you know, especially you know, thirty-seven out of forty frags. You know, on, on were they attacking first, or is that something you didn't know? I, I didn't. I didn't remember. Like if they were attacking, that's that's super impressive because, like I said, with it being a defensive map, um, pretty much getting all those frags on attack is is incredible. Um, I either they knew what they were, they had a plan and they knew how to attack each objective, or the other team did not have a very good defensive strategy. Uh, they were defending. They were defending first. Yeah. Okay. And that makes even more sense. <laughs> Whether being a defensive side of map and a good team, um, having good defensive strategies, they're gonna you're gonna win every single every single round on defense. Going into a split, uh, you know, you know, because it's uh six rounds, you know, then you change sides and then another six rounds. Yeah, and it was a six oh half. Yeah. If you're starting on attack and you're if you're starting on defense and you go into the attack on a split at anything less than anything less than three rounds, you're you're done for. Um, so going into a split at I, I would assume with six zero uh, onto attack was very very good for them. It, it it gave them a lot of buffer room and a lot of room to uh, to play around and. They, they played around and they won <laughs> yep map three was more of what map one was like it was back and forth they they were tied five to five uh near the end so but it was in the end akron pulled together two rounds back to back and so they took it seven to five and it proves that they remain at least a top tier team in cr6 probably number one at this point uh outside of finagly little details about opponent win rates and overall win rates and all that stuff but with just how well they're playing they're they're easily top three uh still within cr6 and right now but hot on their heels texas tech cu boulder black wisconsin esports red university of british columbia and boston college all of them are also followed four and oh so and CU Boulder Black, Texas Tech, we've talked about those teams week after week just being like, these are talented teams and proven it once again. So whatever happens next week, we get four matches of four and four teams. So there's going to be some big ones for sure. And on the, the, the top team that you said was New York University. New York University was in uh, CEA, I believe. Was CEA? Yeah, we got in CR6, we have Akron, Texas Tech, CU Boulder Black, Wisconsin Esports Red, British Columbia, and Boston College. Texas Tech is number two, huh? I don't know about overall ranking, but there are just another 4 no team. So I, at the at the moment they are they are number two. Got it. Is yeah. that what you're saying? 
uh, I'm saying that they are another 4-0 team. I don't know if, like, I don't know where they are with round differential. Um, oh, okay. You're just, okay. Okay. I retract my statement then. But still, Texas Tech being a 4-0 team, um, that's that's really impressive because I don't remember Texas Tech playing uh, last season. Are they new? Uh, no, they're not new. They've been playing for a while. Like they've been kind of just outside of the scope of things. I need I would need to go back and see where they were ranked, but I'm pretty sure they were even in Premier League last season for CR6. They so, must have done something. They must be doing something different this season because I don't. You know, I don't. If I'm not recalling their name, Texas Tech, then they must have not done very well. I'm not saying they did bad, but they must have not done very well last season. But now they're 4-0 this season, so either they got a whole new roster or they're doing something different this season. That's that's awesome for them. Yeah. So technically, if we want to look at um, BattleFi and look at how they're organizing everything, Texas Tech is the only team with a 100% win rate that has the highest opponent win rates as well so there's four teams that are their opponent win rate is 68.75 percent and that's the highest it goes in the four and category so and texas tech is the only team that has a hundred percent win rate what that means i believe is that they haven't dropped a single map At, while Akron and CU Boulder Black are 88.88% uh, and so that means I'm assuming that means that they've dropped one map in their four matches and then it just it drops from there dang yeah so I mean Texas Tech, Akron, CU Boulder Black, Wisconsin British Columbia, Boston College, Longhorn Gaming Oregon State University top tier three in one team like where the hell do they come from that's what i'm asking like this is their first season what the hell <laughs> they got some goats potentially yeah uh so i'll link that vod for the msu akron video in the show notes so make sure you check it out otherwise um twitch.tv slash videos slash five six nine four four two two three zero there you go <laughs> that's a terrible vodling but you know whatever deal with it it's my podcast our podcast <laughs> crsl going into week four this is actually week four but they just posted the vods for week three and because they're website is also not up to date i harvested the data the hard way so you're gonna deal with some high level stat or high level data while i have some more time later today to or later tonight to dive into it but we have university of alabania huntsville or charger blue taking a win over longhorn gaming eight to six which i was surprised by i knew charger blue has been showing up a lot more in that win column over the last couple of seasons and across the different leagues. But I, I don't know if I was really ready for them to be able to take on Longhorn Gaming. Um, Longhorn Gaming is one of our 4-0 teams in uh, CR6. So to see Charger Blue, who I don't even know where they are at on in CR6. So that's... I don't even know if they're participating in it. So that's kind of an interesting take. Um, and it's one of the reasons why I really want to be compiling the data across these leagues because I want to know where their relative strengths are. Uh, the next matchup, uh, LSU won 7-1 to over Northern Arizona University Blue. They won on Villa. So uh, it's probably another one of those started on defense, wrote it out. Uh, Texas Tech won 7-4 over uh, UCI, so University of California, Irvine, on bank. FIU dominated uh, Elon. That's another university I'm not f really familiar with, but they qualified um, for CRSL through one of the trials, so kudos to them, but they just got 
written off seven to one. Uh, University of Illinois at Chicago, which has one of the most bizarre acronyms that it's, we've talked about a couple times now, uh, made one-handedly over the B team from University of Texas San Antonio, seven to two on Cafe, and Akron versus Wisconsin Red. Now Wisconsin Red is fourth overall in CR six, four and zero, one just up there with Akron. Akron bodied them seven to two. It wasn't even fun to look at some of those some of that play. Like it was disgusting, and it's scary how good Akron is. Yeah, Akron is a as a force to be reckoned with. Um, I don't know if it's just like a skill gap between them and the other teams in the league, or if they just are that good they have to be that good i mean they're participating in challenger league matchups they're they're probably you know they're scrimming other challenger leagues they are putting in the time and then they just have some of that talent i i think that's how it's going to go and whether or not they can pull out another triple crown i think that's highly debatable one it's hard enough to do two it's hard to do against so many talented teams like the top 10 in the open division of cea would give akron a run for their money i think i know i don't remember was it the same team playing all three leagues yes it was or it was the same team all three leagues same okay. roster just absolutely disgusting play like it's if we don't see that roster somehow make it into far into challenger league and just see them sustain themselves and just say we're going to take a a semester off from college and just focus on this i mean hey they basically have it right now so why not dive even harder we might even see akron get even better right now which is just a scary thought to think and it would be really cool really cool i mean we talked about this months and months ago when I was talking about the talent of players in CR6, just CR6 alone, but the collegiate players, if if Akron can keep this cohesively together, they will turn heads. They will turn heads if they can perform at the same level in the Challenger League matchup. So I might even have to follow them into Challenger League and just see what they're doing. I mean, you know, on your question of if they're going to get better or not, I wouldn't, you know, is if they are as good as we think they are, it means that they're hungry enough to improve, that they want to to go far. And so I I'm I would not be surprised in the slightest if they show up even better. So that's my answer to that question. <laughs> Yeah, no, I mean, I think in this downtime that we all kind of have where it's our schedules are thrown off, but where students, they're not able to go get like that part-time job, they're not able to do a whole lot else um, while everyone's trying to be safe and healthy and everything. But if they can grind together, um, even if they're at home or stuck in their dorms, whatever their situation is at Akron, like if they can keep this momentum going and train through it, they have an opportunity to really push themselves to another level, even mm -hmm. though they are clearly at the top right now in the <laughs> collegiate leagues. That's all I've got. Like there, there's so many matchups to play so many games to look at so many VODs to review. Um, I'm looking forward to it this weekend. I'm probably going to sit on my couch a lot more than I'm used to watching some of these um crsl vods and I'm, I'm really just looking forward to seeing the talent of these teams and start stringing together where these teams where the the cracks in the armor might be or where where there's just a big question mark about how this team is this good and there's a number of teams that we can go down go down that rate uh, like i'm really curious about osu i'm really curious about boston university or boston college 
it says Boston University and CR6, but it's Boston College and uh, another league. So um, they might even be different for all I know. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, there's so many good teams and these leagues are really showing up and organizing themselves in a way that brings out this high level of competition. I mentioned it last week. We just need them to sing Kumbaya, come together and create one super league run run it better than any other collegiate league out there sorry collegiate call of duty college cod sorry if you won't hold that crown for best college league for very long sorry it's not going to happen one of these collegiate leagues is really going to take a step forward and it's probably going to be with the help of the others and make something just truly phenomenal i didn't even realize there was a college cod i didn't even know that was a thing until props to the props to those guys like <laughs> they work their asses off and they produce some quality stuff like they actually ended up uh, running the production for the i forget the the name of it the it's like the challenger league equivalent in the for call of duty league they ran the i couldn't I think tell it was you. That, the, they ran the atlanta phase homestand for their for that league they ran that they produced it themselves huge kudos to them for doing that oh wow absolutely amazing job and pretty cool. there's i mean one of their uh, original guys is now an observer for the call of duty league like they know their shit they know their cod it's super impressive and i hope that there's talent like that hiding in the collegiate rainbow six world because these teams have so much talent that they deserve to be highlighted that there needs to be more streams more analysts available i mean if there's ever a league to or ever a game to jump in for competition and build out your um your team around it out outside of league of legends i think this might be the next best game in college i a yeah. lot of people will say overwatch but for me, I've just never been on the Overwatch bandwagon. Never really felt it. Never felt a strong vibe for it. Um, this game in the college space really feels good to me. Yeah, I, I agree. Well, as we're coming up to that hour, why don't we wrap things up? You got anything you want to share, say, or uh, otherwise sign off on it with? Um, no, I don't. I don't think so. I don't think so. I'll have a lot more next week when uh, the pro league matches start up. Totally. Uh, for me, I'm just going to keep being raw, raw about these uh, different collegiate Rainbow Six leagues and about these uh, players, about everyone who's doing work. Um space productions for getting those vods up on their website cr6 for being on top of their data and having their matchups um flowing it seems like they've hit a good stride and cea for keeping such good back-end data for that's accessible for everyone even if the website maintenance may not be like the best front-facing stuff they're still keeping their data they're keeping it relevant and allowing people to make content like me so um people like me to make content you know uh so i'm excited by all this this is all just good stuff and i i can't wait for a time where i'm able to say without a doubt these are the best teams and start diving into the player stories the player narratives of these things and uh we've had a couple of guests out um before so we might just have to rake in a couple of these top team top tier teams to come in and talk a little bit more about their their season experience across one league or all three so with that in mind if you want to follow along with how i'm tracking all this stuff or who i'm networking with by all means follow me on twitter at warwalker call and that's pretty much the same for any other social media at warwalker call um, and i'm hoping now that this new power of my rig there will be some more actual game streaming going on as well so Feel free to join me, and with that, we'll see you all next week. Later.